the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everyone, to Live from L.A. This is Matthew Barnett, 99.5, guest host from Angelus Temple and the Dream Center pastor. I have Brad Reed with me in the studio, and he's just going to be there reflecting on some of the great stuff that we've been talking about today as far as uh, just dealing with all that's taking place. And uh, on this top of the hour, we have so many calls. I mean, incredible. I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. We're going to get to as many as possible. But, you know, I, I read the scripture this morning. It said, devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude mm-hmm. of thanksgiving. Keeping in prayer with an attitude of thanksgiving. And, and it really touched home when I walked around the Dream Center campus today. And uh, it, those of you who don't know what Dream Center is, and me as being as a pastor, we have hundreds of residents who live in a big old hospital building or coming off of drugs and alcohol and being restored and homelessness. And all these people live in our hospital called the Dream Center, and people's lives are being changed. And we have a store in the community, and I looked out, and the lines were unbelievable. It were all the way down the street. It's like the last two weeks with uh, the 41% inflation and the price of turkeys. Uh, um, and then everyone says, well, I'm going to go to chickens now since uh, there's no turkeys. And they go to chickens and the price goes up on that. And uh, maybe tofu. I mean, seriously, it's like it's crazy all the things that, that we're dealing with all at once. Like a million calamities are just hitting. But when I read that scripture, it just really and I saw those people being fed and so happy to get their food and so happy to wait in long lines you know, to get just to have some food. Um, just bless me that, you know, the people receiving food were so thankful that they got it and and uh, devoting yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. And so through it all, I get frustrated. I get concerned. I, there's things that bother me because I'm all about people being joined together and people being unified. So when something like that happens where, you know, people groups and they just start labeling this group and that group, it, it really gets to me. But... I'm going to decide. I'm going to live a life of thanksgiving, and uh, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to fail. I'm going to make mistakes along the way, as we all will. But I saw those families just so excited to get their groceries today at the store. If any of you ever want to just drop off groceries, please go to the Dream Center and uh, and just drop it off because we have a grocery store in time of famine and need and inflation to be able to help people is a wonderful thing. But today we're just talking about helping people walk through these issues of life and getting through uh, some of the stuff that we're dealing with here today. And Sarah has been waiting uh, quite a bit from Pico Rivera. Sarah, um, what do you think? Uh, what's going on in the world? There? What's your perspective? My concern is um, that I'm a nurse um, of 20 years, and my concern is that the medical community, we're taught, especially as nurses, to use critical thinking and to, um, to question every order, not, not disrespectfully, but for patient safety. And we have to go through a whole, um, like, the six rights of a patient. You know, is it the right patient, the right medication, the right dose, the right time, the right route? And, and we're always concerned about patient safety. And my concern is that they're asking us, to, they're asking, asking us not to think critically. And I'm concerned about this generation of uh, medical professionals that, um, 
there they, that there might be a fear to to ask questions and to um, to think about the data that's out there um, and and the data that's not out there and, and concerned that they're not collecting or reporting on natural immunity and um, or even vaccination those who have been vaccinated how many deaths are related and and there's nothing wrong with asking those questions um, so that's my concern I'm I'm pro vaccine but I'm yeah. pro vaccine for vaccines that that work or that have been tested and um yeah, I mean, I think this lack of uh, critical thinking that you're saying is is is, uh, is causing people to really not make the best choices for their life sometimes, and they could because they just feel like they're being cut off and they can't really have any of their questions answered. And I, and to hear that from the medical industry is is pretty powerful, knowing that in all these other areas of your life you've been told to use critical thinking, and and all of a sudden this one it's like mm, just don't ask any questions, and you know what I mean, Brad? It's a <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a real tough situation, especially when you start thinking about like anytime you get in a scenario where you start feeling the the outside pressure saying, hey, don't ask any questions, right? Don't question anything. Just kind of go with the flow. That's always a huge kind of like a little red flag gets popped up like, hey, we should always be able to ask questions. You know, God, the great God of the universe, right, as great as he is, he's always available for us to go and ask questions and to be able to ask him and to go to him. So I do think critical thinking is really important right now. But I think one of the things we, we, we are noticing is that all the major issues of life are now being hijacked, right? Everything's being hijacked and it's becoming politicized. And I think that's why it's so important for us as the body of Christ to kind of get back to mission and making sure that we're not falling into the into the hijacked nature of our world right now in the culture. It's trying to pull us one way or pull us another and trying to rip us apart. And I think it's – I think the caller – I think, Sarah, I think you're so right. We need to use critical thinking during this time. And we need God's wisdom like Pastor Kevin said earlier. We really need the wisdom of God. Yeah, and she's, and she's just asking basic questions like why, why can't I just even ask a question? I mean it's, it's really a, a, a crazy type of scenario. And, and the church is – you know, they're – Here's why the mandate is so important. Here's why that question of, you know, why is it right or wrong to ask people what their status is at the door and, and give up their medical and all that stuff when they go to a restaurant. Here's why that has implications. And a lot of people say, well, that will never enter into the church. Well, you saw how fast that swept into the church when the lockdowns happened. I personally believe, I really believe that most churches will never lock down again. Because they saw what mm-hmm. happened and that all the crazy, you know, sing through your mask, you know, <laughs> don't like sing in church. And once that credibility and that relationship and those rules, all of us were willing to go with it. Every one of us were like, yes, we believe in the good of humanity, the good of society. But then there were actually projections that the church would never go back to 2022. I remember that. And the moment those things are said, it's like, no, I mean, that's. The world cannot exist without the church for two years. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. And uh, so the, all those things were kind of flying out back then. And uh, and so it really, it, a lot of churches I have talked to, 40% down, 50%, 60%. And I tell pastors all the time, I said, you know, right now, just be faithful. The victory is showing up. The victory is not in growth and having the biggest uh, crowd you ever had. It's in being faithful, steward of, of, of doing God's work. But this issue, this hesitancy, it's funny because... There's some weeks in church will be up, and then when the conversation <laughs> yeah. of COVID locally gets stronger, it, it'll go down. It's it's so news driven. It's scary how much the news can drive the narrative of the world. And the Bible says we're not of the world. I know people. I know I get 
all the safety in the med. And like, I, I have blood clotting disorder in my body and I'm very vulnerable to anything happening. I haven't, you know, had COVID, but if I did, I would be more susceptible, but it's not going to change my mission. I'm going to reach out because when you sign up to serve God, you don't sign up for seasons that are good and bad. You're in it to win it all the time and you're serving and giving your heart. So, um, as dangerous as it is for me to be out there handing out food and blessing people, that's what I signed up for when I said, Jesus, I am your servant and I, and I, I belong to you. So, you know, it's the church is going to be a very interesting go forward. I know a lot of churches have lost members and, uh, you know, I feel bad for pastors. We've lost pastors for suicide during COVID. Yeah. Several high profile leaders that we lost during this time. We've dealt with so many different problems um, that, that have been dealt with. Pastors feel like they can't get it right. They're, whatever they do, um, so you just really need to, to encourage your pastors to stay, to stay focused and stay together. But we got so many great phone calls here that are coming in, and um, we got a call. Thank you so much, uh, T from Los Angeles, um, regarding the vaccine. Uh, what do you have to say regarding uh, the Moderna and the vaccine? All, all that's that's taking place right now. Yeah, well, I, I really don't agree on. Uh, firing people, everybody has a right, you know, they have rights, whether they should take it or not. And, you know, I'm not for, I'm, I'm for both sides. Everybody have a choice. But I did take the first Moderna, and I just want to say, before I took it, I went to YouTube and tried to find out about all the the, the, the vaccinations. But it, I, and I made my choice, so I went and took the first. They gave me paperwork. After paperwork, after I took the shot, they gave me the paperwork. The paperwork says, one of the side effects is myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, and pericarditis. I know I'm saying it wrong. Inflammation <laughs> of the lining outside of the heart. And then it says the chance of having this occur is very low. Okay, low is too low for me. Okay, because I had my father died of a heart problem, and I have a, a, a brother who wow. died of mm. heart problems. And I want to bring one more thing to your attention. On the paper, it says. Um, the Cal Measures Injury Compensation Program is a federal uh, federal program that may help pay for causes of medical care and other specific expenses of certain people who have been seriously injured by certain medicines or vaccinations, including this vaccination. Uh, and you have to put the claim in within one year of the date of receiving the vaccination. Now, I'm reading what they gave me after I took the first shot. I have never read this on YouTube. I heard nobody else saying it. This is from my doctor. So I'm saying, you know, I have to make that choice. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, that's interesting. You know, researching, looking up and trying to find different information and, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the there's so much misinformation, and let me say this on both ends of the spectrum. Good. I mean, both ends of the spectrum, and you know, I'm I'm a YouTube show whole person too, right? I get in this little thing and I start going down. It's so hard to find the right kind of information right now, and I think it's really, really imperative that we go to our physicians. I think one of the things that's been lost through this time is the relationship yes. that we have with our primary care physician. It's like that that word just went out. Out the window <laughs> we do have a primary care physician each person is very very unique and different and we're all chemically made differently and i think we all need to pursue uh, really understanding what that vaccine is for me and how that's going to handle handle how my family's going to handle that yeah and she mentioned her father the concern to this heart. Right. those are real experiences i mean people go through 
situations where uh, their family member dies of something and then they say that could be a side effect, that is a reasonable way to feel concerned because trauma and losing someone does, you know, can impact you. So, you know, I just think, you know, this communication is, is very important. I think we could have done so much better if people were just free to share what they want to share and and people just responded and the primary care and questions that were asked and responses. I'd like to hear your response. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I do see the church becoming more service-oriented than ever before. I'm not seeing Sunday morning Mm -hmm. as the end-all. Becoming Monday through Saturday, churches in the community responding and rising up to the needs that are taking place in society. That's what I love about what's happening in the churches. Churches are being transformed. They're not as uh, maybe as corporate as they used to be or... um, you know, uh, going by the book, they're willing to go off off a little bit. And like our service will go longer sometimes just because we feel people need more time in the presence of the Lord. Um, a lot more freedom in some ways, because, you know, when when you have to rebuild your church from all over again, it's or 50 percent of what you had. You're trying to see what you have to build with. And sometimes that's an excitement of like raw energy and ingredients to to rebuild. And so. Um, so much going on. I just, I'm loving this show because everyone's just firing away. And that's what I believe in. And I'm excited. I'm so thankful. Man, Patricia's been waiting for so long. Patricia from the great city of Santa Ana. Um, what's your take on all this? Well, uh, all I realized, I'm a registered nurse. And I've worked several years. But then mostly I took care of my family members that different ones had things, brain tumors and so on and so forth. Anyway, uh, I feel best that I was able to do that, but what I don't understand is why there was such a turning against the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin right there at the first one. It was seen to be very safe and efficient if you took it right away, but I I, I have seen uh, from my daughter-in-law, a nurse, she said they turn them back to go home until they get sicker, see if they're going to get well, and then when they get really sick, then they put them in the hospital and start all those really invasive uh, treatments, and when they could have just taken that uh, simple uh, ivermectin or, or hydroxychloroquine or uh, other simple things that I have might not have heard about. But uh, I, I myself, I have not had the flu since my kids were in high school, and I've only had one flu shot. That was about 10 or 15 years ago. The doctor forced me to take it, and uh, I haven't had a cold or a sore throat this whole time. And our church has been open the whole time, except for two weeks when two or three people got sick. So just to be safe, we closed. But they had all those cleansing techniques and everything to keep this place safe. And we sang loudly, and nobody, nobody has done sick since then at our church. Yeah, thank you so much, Patricia. And I think... Um... I guess the, I guess the belief is the fast track is everyone to get vaccinated, and so anything else is maybe a waste of time, or it's a it's it's a slower way to get to where we want to go to. Maybe it's a I, I, maybe my best case scenario. I'm thinking it's like they want everyone to kind of go in the direction of uh, of the same way to get where they need to go faster without exploring these other things that probably could you know, end up being very very effective. I know mal- fighting malaria in the past. Some of these things have. I'm, I'm definitely not a scientist, but I, do, I definitely know that there are. There is a fast track um, on this vaccine and not much openness to, to, to anything else. And I'm hearing that from nurses a lot. Very interesting to hear a lot of nurses who have been calling in saying they, there are other types of ways that we know of uh, that could treat this. But, um, but again, it's, it's, uh, 
It's, it's definitely on a fast track to get to somewhere, um, and hopefully <laughs> we get there soon because we have a lot of kids <laughs> that are missing graduations. We have kids in our neighborhood miss prom. Um, I mean, they miss homecoming, so we had to put together a homecoming for all the kids in the schools that couldn't go at the Dream Center. And I just, I'm just praying that we just find a way to get through this during this time. And so uh, thank you so much, Patricia. And uh, Eugene, um, Eugene's got some comments about uh, the church, maybe possibly, or um, some of the precautions. Uh, what, what do you got to say, Eugene? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, I guess my opinion is different than a lot of the callers. Uh, Good. First of all, I think a lot of the information that you're giving out is misinformation. Um, you know, you're giving a lot of anecdotes. Anecdotes are not evidence. The evidence is, first of all, 94% of doctors have gotten vaccinated. Nurses don't write prescriptions. Nurses can't order anything by training. Okay, they have to follow doctor's orders. People are entitled to their opinion, but not to their facts. If you have the COVID vaccine, you're not nearly as likely to die or be hospitalized. And for the last two days, I've listened to you talk about they are on a fast track. Who is they? Is they some conspiracy to get people vaccinated to control them? Do you really believe that? No, no, I don't believe that at all. But I'm just I'm saying when the uh, CEO of Pfizer comes out today and says you are a criminal if you do not take the vaccine or if you spread any information that's um, against the, the public tide, uh, that's that's I'm just speaking against the divisiveness and the tide of, of where we are going. Personally, myself, as I said yesterday, I have been vaccinated. I have nothing against it. I but I just my whole protest has been people stopping the flow of information. You can say misinformation or anything. I can say misinformation to half the things I see on television that I disagree with. I mean, you know, rather than just walking and talking through this thing, people are just pointing fingers and saying, oh, that's misinformation. No, it's information. It might not always be accurate, but people are have concerns and things that they are saying that they might believe to be right or things they have to work through in their own life. And rather than just to say, you know, misinformation and just labeling, I mean, we don't, we just don't operate that way. I, I love the free flowing of opinions and ideas, and that's the way we're always going to be. And um, they is basically anybody that stops somebody from speaking what's on their heart and mind, because that's the right thing. And that's what should be. Mark in Riverside, what do you have to say? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I, I go to Jack Hibbs Church out in uh, Chino Hills. Yes, great place. Uh, we've been, oh, he's awesome. We've been meeting for two years. You know how many COVID cases we've had? How many? Zero. Wow. Zero. The last caller, hey, buddy, my wife is a nurse practitioner cardiologist for the government, okay? Wow. I'm going to tell you guys, uh, that shot's no good, my friend. I'm yeah. a born-again Christian. If, if the shot was so good, why, 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 why isn't the state and the Senate and nobody from Pfizer has to take the poison? That's kind of odd, do you think? They need to think about it. They need to make them alive so they can keep making the poison. That's what's in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, I mean, it's great to have a counterpoint to uh, what we just heard from Eugene. Um, it's, you know, obviously, I think we're all making the best decisions we have. It's very, it's very challenging. We're presented with everyone from all these different angles telling us uh, this is the way. No, this is the way. And then we got it's a lot of things are coming at us all the time. Um, 
and so, you know, I guess, you know, as time goes on, we'll begin to see a lot of this uh, begin to unfold. But, um, you know, right now we know that it is protecting uh, many people from getting seriously ill. And that's a very, very positive thing. But at the same time, you know, it hasn't stopped the spread that they thought it would. The people are still uh, getting the virus through this. But just many questions. Uh, but again, let's go back to Colossians 4.2. Just keep devoting yourself to prayer keeping alert with an attitude of thanksgiving. Um, just let's avoid the name calling, the titles and, and all the things that are attached to, uh, you know, what we call people during this time based on what the media puppets are trying to tell us to believe on both sides. We are not people that we are critical thinkers. We think for, you know, in prayer and seeking God, and we just don't allow society to shape our thoughts we have the opportunity to pray and seek God about what is best and never let anybody tell you what you ought to believe just because everyone's telling you to believe it. You make the best decision for you, your history, your family, as Brad said, with your doctor in good consultation, and you go forward from there. We look forward to coming back. We're going to continue to talk about And again, we're going to get back to the church and how it's being transformed uh, during this time. And where do we go from here? Live from L.A., it's good to be with all of you today. 99.5, call in number 888-528-2557. Wow, that was heated, uh, those last conversations. Uh, I I have never in my life ever claimed to be a medical expert. I'm just listening to people. That's all I'm doing, listening and saying, don't let anyone stop you from, from uh, listening to your heart and conscience and all of this. And so I find it so fascinating that people are just – uh, really fired up. I mean, we're, we're trying to segue into this conversation about what the church is going to look like going forward, but yeah. a lot of people just into this very polarizing issue right now. And, uh, it's it's fascinating. They keep getting the drug back, right? It's like it's so hard to get away from that vaccine talk. It's like that's the thing that's consuming our hearts, our thoughts, our minds. Every single day you wake up, every single day you go back, everybody has their ideas. And I think there it's interesting how it's being propositioned, right? It's like this idea of like, oh, well, you know, you're 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 causing people to not believe in science and the data, you know. And it's like, and, I, and I, the most people I come across actually, especially now in culture, most people are pretty thoughtful people, and they want to follow science, and they don't want to. Be illogical. They want to follow reason, but I think the thing that that people are missing is this idea of the human voice, right? That like any time throughout history, we've suppressed human voice, and we've and we've said these things in our arrogance, right? Like, oh, well, we know us on this side, we really know truth, and those people over there, they don't understand, and and those poor people over there, they need us to really live life for them because they can't make good decisions. Historically, that has never worked out good for humanity no that's a great observation right there and it's just so easy to like you know say you know that i just very concerned about the term misinformation because you can use it for anything in the future going forward it's just educate educate tell people if you if the government believes the vaccine is the best way to go i mean there's ways you can like talk to people rather than just all of a sudden say you must do this or lose this it just it just feels so wrong it feels like so many people are just children and, and families are being ripped apart. And uh, I talk to people every single day. They're, they're homeless now. They're just simply because they got fired from their job. And they're, many were first responders giving their life. And man, we asked them to go in there and fight battles during this time. And now, you know, sometimes we're the first ones to that, that we just cast aside. Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I, I'm just one of those guys that 
has spent my life just trying to help people, serving people, helping the homeless and and ministering. And I just never seen any reason why to cast anyone away. I've never seen any reason why to cancel someone or put them on the shelf or feel like, you know, you're, you're less of a person uh, because you believe this way. That is just everything against who we are as Americans. It's everything against who we are as a church. Of course, Jesus died on the cross for people who, well, a lot of the people told Jesus, you ought to associate with this group. Don't go over there and uh, be with that group. That group right there is is not like us. But Jesus continued to break down walls, and he put himself in other people's world. And that's, that's I guess, our position as believers is um, going forward is we're just going to solve the great problems that humanity has now. We're going to house the homeless. We're going to take care. I'm seeing churches rise up, and they're doing great things in these areas, and they're ministering and making a difference. Uh, it's been reshaped. Old church buildings are now being used as after-school programs and uh, feeding centers, and kind of like the old pilgrims when the little building was used for everything, schoolhouse and church and all this. And, and really, that, that's, that's where my heart is at. My heart is the church becoming that and really just being about the Father's business and the world can fight each other and they can hate each other over something like this polarizing issue, but we're just going to stand in the gap and we're just going to be for everybody. We're going to be for the person that one person would say is involved in misinformation and then the misinformation person, Matt, the other person, whatever, whatever those camps are, um, we're just going to stand in the middle and be bridge builders, as Kevin said earlier so powerfully about um, the conflicts in the Bible, about what they ate and what they put into their body and uh, the battle. And then yet God's people kind of standing in the gap between both. And uh, that's the beauty of the gospel. It brings people together. Governments will always separate people based on, you know, they're they're going for that number, 52, 53%. You know, um, they're trying to get to the majorities. And even though they might be advocating for something that, that they feel is right, um, when it's all said and done, that is a battle that we were never intended to fight. As a matter of fact, God never even wanted us to have um, a political leader. Man wanted it. I mean, so we're dealing with this conflict of um, kingdom mindset versus the world in which we live in. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's a great battle, great conversations regarding this today. And really, I'm just enjoying people talking about what getting whatever they have off their chest. I thought Eugene's call was great. I thought it was honest. Um, I've never been called a misinformation person because I don't know anything <laughs> medically about anything. I just kind of feel like, okay, what do I need to do to do outreach, right, to go forward? But uh, anyways, I guess I'll wear that hat because it was great to hear him um, say what he said. But um, Robert, what do you feel in Los Angeles? Thank you so much, Robert, for waiting on the line. We love you. Great to have you on the show today. Hey, okay. Hello? Yes, sir. You're on, Robert. Yes, uh, I'm trying to get the... Okay, good, good. Here we go. You're good. I I did have COVID at one time, but I'm now... Uh, I'm negative. So I have better protection than people with vaccines. I do not trust the vaccine. My neighbor in front has a distant relative who died one day after getting that vaccine. Oh, wow. I've done my research. The vaccine is killing people and causing serious problems. Mandates, shutdowns, school closures are criminal. Immigrants from former communist countries observed that totalitarianism is gradually being implemented here. They saw that process in their home country. Yeah. Yeah, Ro- yeah. Robert, I, you know, I think Americans are always going to revolt against anything that, that appears in the direction of that. That's just who we are as, as Americans. I mean, uh, you know, we're ultimately, it was all said that we fight for freedom and, 
And there are a lot of things that do make you ask questions regarding the mandates and the lockdowns um, that, you know, apply to some people and apply to others that don't. And some people get exemptions, some don't. And these different things that go on. And there's just so much confusion on an everyday level. And we do know that there are, in fact, I just saw the statistics today regarding drug use that's gone on. See, people just don't really see public health in a full range of spectrum during this time that's that's what i've been saying for so long is that we only see public health in the direction of um the vaccine and all that and 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 covid but the truth is i think i read today that um the use of uh a a drug use is up like 1015 percent it was something like that it was crazy the numbers in the last five years and uh, the loss of life yeah i think it was 1000 percent um the, the rise in um, uh, drugs during this time, 1,015% um, in deaths. So um, those numbers are, have not, we have not been able to scratch the surface of what's happened. Um, I see it on an everyday level. I mean, I'm looking up in a worship Sunday morning. I see a guy who um, graduated a rehab program, mm. great, promising person, athlete, you know, and, and he got bored during COVID. He just literally had nothing to do. Um, found himself drugs, got used got addicted to uh, meth and ruined his life, came out to the Dream Center, got sober after a year. Uh, it was so powerful, his testimony. Um, the lady I went to court for, um, that stolen car, that was during COVID, um, and went out and got addicted to drugs. And so I, it's just we just see everything through one lens, and uh, we don't see it through. The, the, the reality is that many people are losing their lives, and why just we, we cannot see it through that whole perspective. That's why the church is so important to be there because the church deals with a lot of those other issues that COVID doesn't really deal with. I mean, people say, well, the church is putting people at risk, you know, because of COVID. Well, there might be some risky issues. That's true within that. But at the same time, how many lives are they saving? How yeah. many people's lives are being restored? Families being put back together. So we only just count things in one direction. We don't count them in the totalitarian of what's going on. Yeah, and one of the things we miss, too, is like it seems like in nowadays in our culture, uh, the, the, the generous culture is trying to borrow trust That's because their trust has been eroded. That's one of the things we don't talk about. Why is there so much misinformation? Why, why, why can't they just say, hey, listen, this is what we need to do, and everybody goes, oh. Let's do it. Well, because for years we have mit- we have eroded our trust, and now they're looking for institutions like the church, people that trust the church. They want to us to lend us lend them their our trust because they've eroded trust. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of be careful of. Like the trust, the reason why the church should have trust is because the church is about the mission of the gospel. It's about proclaiming the gospel and living it every day, meeting the needs of our communities. That's how we build trust. Now we got to be careful how we divvy that out and lend it to other people just flippantly because, you know, that represents Christ. You are so right. And I think that trust that we need to get back to the community is really being about the Father's business um, of just solving these great dilemmas because that's one thing that we can't do. We can't pick up the pieces from drug addiction. We can't pick up the pieces of homelessness. We can't do a lot of great things during this time. And uh, we have seen it every day. I mean, at the Dream Center, hundreds and hundreds of people that are that are homeless, and maybe I'm always going to advocate on the side of, uh, of, of helping people and, and maybe against lockdowns because I've seen you know, the prosperity of the 1%. I've seen corporations be so successful during this time, the small business be kicked aside. Um, people end up on the streets, and so we're left with a lot of the aftermath. So 
naturally my heart's going to advocate towards those type of situations um, of, of the collateral damage that takes place um, during a, a season like this. KKLA 99.5, call in number 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Call in on this next segment. Um, just a question to ask you before we get to it and before you call in. Why do we not talk too much about the other things that have been going on uh, during this time? Why is it so centered on the virus that we fail to talk about the thousand percent increase in drug addiction and all the things that we're dealing with right now? We need to get to be about saving every single life. And some of these problems, we don't deal with them now. They will manifest themselves 10 years down the road and become a problem unlike anything we've ever seen. We'll get back and we'll talk about it right after this break. KKLA, live from LA. Thank you for joining us. 888-528-2557. What a spirited show, man. I, the last two days, enjoyed being with all of you, just thrown into the lion's end of this crazy conversation and, uh, and just hearing so many uh, people share what's on their heart. And uh, it's been a great joy. And um, we just were so excited. Yet, you know, yesterday I threw out on the dreamcenter.org website. If you want to go on there and see all the programs, you might need somebody who's, who's dealt with addiction during COVID and needs a one-year rehab program. We'll take them in free of charge, help them. Matter of fact, yesterday, just that little announcement, we had a couple of people yeah, that actually um, wanted to come into the program who heard the, the, the phone call and we were able to help them to rebuild their lives through rock bottom. And so it's great to, uh, to be honest about you know what we're going through, but when it's all said and done, we just got to be about providing the solutions and that is really just being there for people holding their hand during this time and um and just you know not be the person that walks to the other side when you see someone coming i know you know there's a lot of (laughs) self-preservation mindset in the world right now but that's not really what we're called to be as believers we're called to be the good samaritans to our fellow brothers and sisters yeah and right now one of the greatest pastoral things that we can do as christians one of the great ministering tools that we have is the art of listening just listening to people. One of the things that we see all the time at the Dream Center is just people coming by and they're getting things, they're getting their needs met. But what they're also getting is just that time to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is my story. This is where I'm at. And that's why it's so valuable hearing these callers and hearing them being able to express themselves because their stories matter and it helps us frame the future and be able to think about planning for the future. When we hear people's stories, it changes our opinion and it it helps us not be so rigid because we actually hear people's stories. It begins to humanize their, 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 uh, their, their side of the story and it actually helps us to open up a little bit more. Yeah, in some ways, I think this era is a little bit more challenging because when it first came out, COVID, there were lockdowns. People were still keeping their jobs or they're getting paid or at least a lot of people still were. Um, you know, a lot were being fired, too, but at the same time. But now it's like it, I think the intensity is ra- ratcheted up a little bit now because now people can literally lose everything. Um, and, and with December coming up and I know that the vaccine mandates for um, OSHA's uh, rule of 100 plus employees – um, the Fifth Circuit Court shot that down. So there was basically saying there's const- this is what they said constitutional issues regarding forcing people and 100 plus employees to get the vaccine. So now that's on hold. We'll find out what the Supreme Court has to say with with the justice uh, with the Fifth Circuit Court. So uh, that's still pending and that's out there. And uh, so yeah, it's um, it, it's kind of hit a boiling point more than I 
ever dreamed it would be. I thought the, the, the lockdowns were it. But now it's kind of, well, it's you can lose everything. And that's going to be a law. And that's going to be a struggle for many people uh, to weather through this storm. But I love you guys. I'm praying for you. I want you I prayed for everyone that called in last night. And uh, that you would be in good health and, and prosper even as your soul prospers, as the word says. And uh, and uh, But the good. I'm so glad that everyone's been been uh sharing their opinions today and i'm just kind of overwhelmed i really i'm just sitting here i'm just like wow i mean there's just um i've never put myself in a situation where i've just listened to this many people talk about their concerns about what's going on with this particular issue and uh the phones have just been going crazy people it's been responding and and uh intense ways cautious ways balanced ways uh i don't know what is balance anymore you know what i mean it's like but anyways but uh so good uh rosalind from orange uh what is your opinion regarding all that's going on with the vaccines mandates etc hi how are you doing great thank you good i I just called because i read a heartbreaking story of one of my late husband's friend's father went in thinking he was doing the right thing by getting the vaccine he was in his 80s Took the vaccine and it killed him. Wow. I mean, it's like, hey, you know, people are like, you know, just get it. And like, no, I think you do have to be mindful about what you're putting in your body and be careful, you know, do talk to your doctor. And, you know, like my late husband's father can't get it because he had Guillain-Barre. And yet we want to exclude all these people because they have health concerns. You know, I, I think that's wrong too, you know, so, um, yeah, my, I, I think people really need to consider that God designed our bodies a certain way and not everybody responds the same way to everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Rosalind. When you're on a show like this, you actually get to hear things from a very personal level, and that's been very different for me. I've been hearing stories like this, what's happened to relatives, and so there's a lot of underlying factors here. Elvin in Los Angeles, uh, what do you got, Elvin? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Good to be with you. Thank you so much for um, letting us call in and and give our voice about it because a lot of uh, outlets or different individuals, you know, they don't allow us to to express ourselves if our views differ from their own. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, what do what do you think about what's going on? Um, what's your general overview about what's taking place in this culture and and the mandates and the vaccines, all of that? Yeah, personally, I'm not getting the vaccine, but if anybody that wants to get it, you know, feel free. But um, to me, the thing that bothers me is that people don't, you know, take care of their own, you know, they, they don't take their health into their own hands. They think that they look to the government and, they, and their health can be injected, you know, with a shot. Or, or they're depressed, so they go, you know, they get an injection of a drug. And it's just a really lazy approach to life to to look at, you know, a one size fits all solution or, you know, just just, just take a shot. You know, yeah. problems are solved. Life is, is not that, you know, simplistic. So um Yeah. The government is not influencing that yeah, no, Elvin, you're exactly right. I, I'm sorry we're running out of time, but I just, uh, I actually heard on Neil Cavuto's show today, he was talking about um, people are starting to get back in the gym again and work out. I think the numbers are increasing now. Um, maybe we all got a little heavy during COVID. I know I <laughs> yeah, did for right. sure. Yeah, um, 
I definitely increased during this time, but uh, people are out working out more in the gym. Maybe they start thinking about their health more. Maybe it's got them thinking about these type of things and uh, the vulnerabilities. I, but it's a good thing that people are out there doing that during this time. Um, Raquel, would you take us home here today? And uh, I know you've had some experiences with uh, with with COVID. And um, what's your opinion on all of this? Well, as someone who's contracted it twice, it's gone through my household two times. Wow. We are not vaccinated because we believe in our natural immunity, and we cannot get any answers in regards to people who may have had contracted it three times. I have a lot of uh, family and friends in the medical industry, and no one knows. Yeah, Raquel, do you have any um, effects um, lingering from the COVID, or have you gotten through it twice and feel 100%, or what are you feeling since that time? Are you dealing with shortness Uh, of breath or anything, or? No, no, we we are an older, I guess we would be in the older age range, and we've recovered fully uh, both times. Both times were different uh, for each of us, so... As far as I, we can tell, no, we have no lingering effects. But um, the mandate, it's like a one-size-fits-all, but it doesn't take into account people like me. And I know of seven other individuals who have contracted it twice as well. Yeah. Well, bless you, Raquel. I'm so glad you and your family are okay. When I heard that... You know, it's been through your family that many times. I just, I'm so grateful that you're alive and God has kept you alive for a great purpose and a great reason. And just go out there and use that, um, that survival warrior, whatever you got in you. I want some of that because, uh, you are strong and you are powerful and, you know, firsthand experiences. We saw that during the food line a lot. People were telling us about their experiences. They were coming by the dream center to get, you know, bags of groceries. And we heard just, man, we heard it all. We've heard people that, you know, sadly lost their lives because of this. And we heard other people that just lost their sons, daughters, became homeless, became um, living on the streets. And so it's it's almost impossible to kind of weigh one against the other. It's just all been, it's all been a struggle. But through it all, it's, people have found Jesus through it. People found relationships with God. They've, they've, they've hit rock bottom. And the only way that they knew where to look was up. And they found a relationship with Christ during this season. So you know, it's, you know, like anything else in life, there's there's good, there's bad, there's challenges, there's victories, there's pain amongst it all. But just keep seeing the victory. If you survive COVID, thank God that, you know, your life, that God is, is, is moving in you and he's got a purpose for you and you're breathing and you got something to live for. But um, it's just been an unbelievable season that we've all walked through, huh, Brad? It's been really, really interesting too to hear the transformational stories like like you know you know uh, that idea of unless a seed falls to the ground and dies it has no way to resurrect you know when you see some people their financial life has crumbled you see their health has crumbled in many ways their family structure uh, we've seen families we've had many times where we're counseling with people their families have split over the idea of vaccinated unvaccinated they don't yeah. want to get i mean they're i mean households are splitting over this idea and yet, in the middle of that, in the middle of that, God's been doing transformational work. I've seen people turn back, and and they've actually, in some ways, the pressurization of the culture to kind of do some things and to be some things has actually, in some ways, gotten rid of some of the nominal 
aspects of church. And I think in some ways, even though attendance is not as high, I feel in a lot of ways there's such power in the church right now. Yes. There's so many people that are just powerful, loving God, completely honed into the mission like never before in their entire life. I've heard so many stories lately, even though there's been so much tragedy, so many stories of just resurrection and how, you know what, I'm living for God no matter what, and I'm ready to press forward. You know, Brad, you're an Alabama football fan, and years ago I saw a documentary about Alabama and Auburn fans and families that were literally yes. split apart over a football team. And I thought, man, that's crazy. I mean, these people like don't even like won't grow across the neighborhood. They their divisions over yeah, football because of a football team, all because of a rivalry, Alabama and Auburn. And uh, and now like, I kind of look back now and I see these like factions are developing society. Yeah, I understand it's, it's more than a football. It's you know it's it's a major issue that people are dealing with. But let's just don't allow ourselves to become people where society becomes like you're this group and you're that group. And that's what I've really tried to communicate in the next two days. Let's be people that bring people together and um, and let's just be let's just be unifiers. And uh, during this time, it's okay to listen to people who have concerns and not put them down. We don't always have to have an opinion right back when someone shares what's in their heart. We have to make sure that every one of us have um, that unity mindset of bringing people together. Because if we, if, 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 the, if we fear a virus for the next five years, we have lost completely. We have, we have missed the mark. Perfect love casts out all fear. Mm, you cannot fear good, what yeah. you choose to love. So if you fear something, choose to love it instead. And, um, and, and I, I'm not going to spend my life, this is just me personally as a pastor, um, you know, my life is not my, anything could happen at any moment. And my whole life, you know, I celebrated people that gave their life on the front lines of missions work. And they were the heroes growing up to me as children. And then we grow older. What do we tell our kids? Play everything safe. Don't get in trouble and find a way not to not to die. That's not our message. Our message is we love one another. We respect one another. We do whatever we can. We put a mask on. We go to a restaurant because that's a concern of somebody else. That's a form of evangelism. However, we do not stop living our lives mm. and, st- and and get off of mission just because there's a prevailing fear in the world. The Bible says we are we are not slaves to fear. We are obedient to God and we go forward and we serve. And this thing will 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 pass. We will get through this at some point. This battle will be over, and we will look back. And my my only concern is that we don't carry that virus of animosity and we carry a fear and division with us into the next phase of our life because everything in front of you is beautiful. God is for you. He's not against you. He is on your side. And it's been a great joy to be with you on KKLA 99.5 for these two days, hearing your concerns, hearing your heart, pray one for another, trust God, believe, seek his face, live in thanksgiving. The best is yet to come. We love you, and thank you for joining us here today. Matthew Barnett from the Dream Center, Angelus Temple, signing off. Anything we can do to help you, go to dreamcenter.org. We'll take care of you. God bless you, and thank you for joining us today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.